Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey everybody, welcome into another episode of Future Brew here, Michigan football and basketball recruiting podcast here on the SB Nation Podcast Network from Mays and Brew. My name is Vaughn Lozon. Joining me as always, good, my co-host and partner in crime, John Simmons. How you doing today, man? Yeah. Good, good to hear, John. I wish we could be doing a little better after that uh, Michigan game this past weekend. I was actually there at the whiteout. It was... Uh, Quite the sight to see. It was a really cool atmosphere. All the fans down there were really cool and welcoming, and uh, it was it was a great time. Would have been better if Michigan got that W, but that is beside the point. Uh, you know, lots to improve on on that aspect. But we are here to talk about recruiting today. And you know what? Let's let's get past all the negative vibes, all all the bad news that came from this past weekend's game. Let's talk about Isaiah Todd, five-star power forward who committed to Michigan's basketball recruiting class 2020 class there first five star that Michigan has got a commitment from on the basketball side of things since Glenn Robinson the third all the way back in 2012 uh, this guy is dynamic quite the athlete he's listed as six foot 10 195 pounds uh, he's playing basketball now in North Carolina and rally came down to Michigan Kansas and uh, he he Decided to go to Ann Arbor, pick Jawan Howard and the Wolverines. There was some talk about him potentially looking about playing overseas, but I don't think those were ever too serious of discussions or rumors, anything along those lines. But at the end of the day, he, he picks Michigan. Michigan lands its, its first big-time commitment under Jawan Howard, and it, it seems like this is the first domino to fall, so to speak. It, it looks like Michigan's really in on a few other big-time guys. But before we talk about them, let's talk about Todd. What do you like about Todd's game? And, uh, you know, it, I, this this is yeah, a big-time commitment for Juwan Howard, uh, especially with it being so More of a modern his, uh, big suited here. for today's game. He can get down back to the basket, but he also, you know, can shoot from deep. Um, you know, he shoots three-pointers. I think he only averaged like 27% in his uh, 
AAU circuit, but he still has the potential there. Um, but I think, you know, it's enticing to be able to work with Juwan Howard on the big man skills while also still being able to spread the floor out um, and, you know, handle the ball from, you know, the top of the key and things like that. So it's going to be an exciting addition to, uh, yeah, Juwan's uh, uh, second season here uh, once he finally gets on campus. And I think he's going to help bring along a lot more talent with him. Yeah, you would you would think so for sure. And and if you just look at these highlight videos of his, I mean, he's just dunking all over the place. Seems like a pretty solid rebounder. He's going to have to definitely work on his defense when he gets into town like most of these uh, big-time prospects do because, I mean, let's be real. At the high school level, you're probably not playing much defense. You're probably not focusing in on defense. So that's going to be probably Juwan Howard's first big task in reeling in these, these big-time guys is making sure that they're sound on the defensive side of things because the Big Ten, that's just how things are in this league, and, and you're going to have to be able to be versatile both offensively and defensively. He's definitely versatile on offense, as uh, if you've watched any of his highlight videos, you've probably seen. Uh, but, yeah, hope, focusing in on defense will probably be one of the, the, the top things on Isaiah Todd's to-do list when he finally gets to Ann Arbor. But yeah, like we kind of mentioned here already, it seems like this could be the first domino to fall here for Juwan's 2020 class. We've already got Zeb Jackson committed as well. He, he's been committed for more than a year. He committed under Beeline and he's stayed committed under Juwan Howard. So who, who do you think maybe next to fall in line here? Because there are a few guys, uh, a couple five stars and a couple yeah, really high four star prospects as well um, that are a couple high in of Michigan Michigan's right now top too. targets took official visits. To other schools this weekend, um, Hunter Dickinson, the seven-two center out of uh, Dematha, who was kind of moved into the pole, like the number one spot on uh, Michigan's board at center, uh, took an official visit to Duke, and uh, nothing really has come out of it. Like there's no crystal balls or anything, which you know usually happens when a big guy um, takes an official visit to a place like Duke, and also uh, Moses Moody, the shooting guard from. Florida, who's Zeb Jackson's teammate, but he's originally from Arkansas. Um, he took an official visit to hometown Arkansas. Um, and another visitor they had, K.K. Robinson, um, has a bunch of crystal balls rolling in for Arkansas, but none for Moody. Um, so I think the lack of you know, positive vibes or crystal balls from those two visits are a really good thing for Michigan because I think it means that they haven't – those schools that they visited haven't overtaken – um, where Michigan stands. Um, Michigan leads a crystal ball for Dickinson right now. They don't have any for Moody. His is still all over the place, I think, um, from when he is still considering Arkansas, Oregon, who I think is out of the picture. But I think those two, Moody and Dickinson, are the next two most likely to join. Yeah, I, I was going to say Hunter Dickinson as well, even though he took a visit over to a Duke over the weekend. But it, it seems like Michigan's in, in a pretty good spot with him. Like you mentioned, 7-2 center. Uh, he's from Maryland. He's been recruited by pretty much everybody that you would imagine being recruiting a 7-2, uh, a, a, a big man like that uh, who, who can actually somewhat shoot the ball as well. So it's it, it'll be interesting. I, I think he's probably the most likely. And like we said, uh, on a previous episode of the podcast, he he commented on one of Isaiah Todd's Instagram posts. I think it was the one of him saying, I'm going to commit on this date. And he said, 
pretty much along the lines of, oh, maybe we should team up, something like along those right. lines. So it, at the very least, it seems like he's interested with playing uh, with Isaiah Todd at Michigan, and it seems like Michigan's done a pretty good job recruiting him so far. As for the other guys, you would hope that one of these other guards would fall into place as well. Moses Moody probably being the most likely, uh, but they're still going after five stars, Namari Burnett and Joshua Christopher as well. But at this point, it seems like Christopher is uh, heading elsewhere. All the crystal balls are in on UCLA at this moment, but I mean, anything can change at any given time. Uh, you, you can never really predict how recruiting goes sometimes. And Namari's kind of been all over the place. He's He's got a top list, including Michigan. Uh, he's got Alabama on that list. He's got Oregon. And I believe Texas Tech is, is the other team in there as well. So a couple schools in on him right now. Juwan's known him and his family for God knows how long because they're from Chicago. And he's pretty much uh, seen Namari grow up. So it would kind of be a full circle deal if he were to commit to Michigan and play under Juwan Howard, someone he's known pretty much his entire life. Uh, but that has remained to be seen. I, I tend to agree with you on those two. Those, those would probably be the two most likely to, to fall in place next with Hunter Dickinson and shooting guard Moses Moody. Uh, Dickinson's ranked number 34 right now. M Moses Moody's ranked number 42. So if you don't get these five-star guys, Joshua Christopher and Namari Burnett, at least you get some solid playing time probably uh, out of their first year from these other big-time prospects, uh, Dickinson and Moody. So we'll just have to wait and see on that. But uh, let's move on here uh, to some football talk. And uh, had a, Michigan football had another uh, a player on its current roster decide that it's going to enter the transfer portal, and that's Jameric Woods, a former three-star safety from Alabama. Uh, he decided to enter the transfer portal pretty much due to playing time. He'd taken a backseat due to Daxton Hill getting some, some good run with the defense now. Uh, it was only a matter of time before Daxton really solidified himself in the defensive lineup there. I don't think he's starting, but he's getting some really good playing time. I saw him on the field quite a bit this past weekend in Happy Valley. Uh, John, I just want to ask you real quick, and I know that we talked about this when uh, Mustafa Muhammad decided to enter the transfer portal as well. Do you think that this is going to impact recruiting at the safety position by any means? They've already got quite a bit of guys committed in 2020, so I can't imagine it taking too much of an impact on yeah, recruiting I don't the think safety it'll position, have but what, too big what of do an you impact. think? Like you said, I think they're pretty much set at safety for 2020. They've got three guys, three four-stars already in the fold. Um, they're going after guys like Malcolm Green, but I think they want him to play more cornerback um, at the next level. So I'm, I'm not sure it's going to have too big of an impact. If anything, it maybe clears the way a little bit and makes Jordan Morant um, not too as much nervous about the, the depth chart there. But I, the fact that he's getting passed by younger guys doesn't really um, make mean that it's going to be like even that much clearer for the younger guys coming in. But I, I think that there's, it's pretty negligible as far as, you know, recruiting goes um, because they've already had, they've already done such a good job at the position. Yeah. And, and I'm really glad that you brought up Jordan Brandt too, because I was going to mention him uh, of course, being the one safety, he's a four star out of New Jersey. He's been the one guy that has been, kind of going all over the place 
uh, this season, uh, visit-wise, and Ann Arbor hasn't been one of them. He's he's taken visits out out west. Uh, he's still looking to uh, visit USC. Uh, I know that Penn State was in the mix there for a visit as well, um, and, and that was one of his top schools before he committed to Michigan. But he's he's kind of been taking a, a second and third and fourth look at some other schools. Uh, you know the reason why? Who knows? Uh, but you would imagine that with Woods deciding to enter the transfer portal and go somewhere else, uh, you would imagine that that would solidify Jordan Morant a little more um, to to locking in his commitment and actually staying put and attending Michigan uh, when his time comes to graduate high school and then go to college. Uh, you know, I, I don't foresee this impacting 2020 at the very least it, it, as far as Looking at other guys, I don't think they were ever really going to take a further look at, you know, getting a commitment from another safety. You mentioned Malcolm Green being probably the one other guy, but it looks like he's looking at some other schools right now. And Michigan's kind of lost interest in him just because of the guys that you already got committed to the class. You got three safeties and a few other guys as well that could probably fill in like the Viper role or just fill in pretty much anywhere in the uh, in the secondary. So, yeah, I, I'm with you. I don't think this will have a, a huge impact, but if anything, it'll help Jordan Morant kind of hopefully clear his head and, and decide to just, you know, stay put. And who knows, maybe even visit Ann Arbor at some point this year because it still hasn't happened, um, which was a little concerning to me. I don't know how it was yeah, to you. That's, I a think little the concerning big thing is for me, at least. They need to get a visit. It's kind of like Eric Gray last year, where you know you started looking around. He kept saying all the good things about being committed to Michigan, um, but then you know he said he was going to visit Ann Arbor again, and he said he needed that to like make sure that he still felt the same way he did about Michigan, but then never made it up and kept canceling it to go other places. And once he started doing that, you know it was too easy for him to leave. So I think that's going to be the number one priority for keeping Morant is getting him back up um, on campus and, you know, surround him with other commits and the staff and get him that good vibe going again about what, why he committed to Michigan. Cause I think the last time he was on campus was in June for that big weekend. So um, it's going to be, yeah, important to get him back mm-hmm. on campus for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. And and I think sometimes these kids just, they don't lose their love or passion for the school. They just lose, you know, the, the things that they remember from it because they take so many visits and they've got so much other stuff on their plate with finishing high school and, and playing in their high school games and just you know living a normal high school life. They've got a lot going on. And sometimes I feel like these kids can kind of just forget the the vibes that they had at a certain school, especially if they committed to that school. And, you know, in Jordan Moran's case, hasn't been there in uh, four to five months uh, at this point. So sometimes it just takes one extra visit, uh, one, one reminder of, hey, this is why I picked this school. And, uh, you know, hopefully just stay committed and, and you know, trust the process, as the uh, Philadelphia 76ers always say. But, uh, we're going to wrap it up here. We're going to uh, talk about the Notre Dame weekend coming up and all the visitors uh, that are on tap to visit here. And there are quite a bit of them. So stick around. 
We will be right back and we'll talk about those visitors coming right up. Hello, it is Ryan and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at chumpacasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. All right, and we are back. And to end the show today, we are going to talk about the recruiting visitors coming in this weekend to the big house to see Michigan take on Notre Dame. And we've got quite the prospects list coming in here, John. And let's start right off, right at the top with that 2021 class. Landon Tenwall, big-time offensive tackle recruit. He is one of the best in the nation in this class. He's ranked number three overall at the offensive tackle position. Uh, in the 2021 class, Michigan getting in on him early, as with Notre Dame and Penn State. So Michigan getting a win here against Notre Dame would probably go a long ways in this uh, com- uh, recruitment here, John. Yeah, definitely. The, he's one of the top guys in the country. Um, yeah, Michigan, Penn State, Notre Dame are definitely the clear, clear-cut clear top three for Tangwall. Um, there's a lot of reports going around that Michigan uh, is behind Penn State or they're behind Notre Dame um, and Penn State's out, but it's all different. But Michigan seems to be the one constant, which is a good, always a good sign. And uh, they've also got Chris Jenkins, uh, their 2020 D-line commit, um, who is Tangwall's teammate. Um, I'm not sure if he's going to be up on campus this weekend, but it'd definitely be good to have him there because um, I know that they're friends and, you know, it's always helpful to have that pull that connection to Michigan. So, um, you know, Ed Warner has done a great job on, along the O-line and, you know, he'd be a great addition, I think. Um, and he's just one of the few tackles that are going to be on campus here today or this weekend. Yeah. I'm mean, not going to have too many offensive linemen. I mean, you'll have the other in-state guys in the, in this 2021 class here, uh, Rocco Spindler and Garrett Dellinger, uh, big time recruits there in state. Uh, both teammates over there at Clarkston High School, you'll have them in as well. And then Andrew Gentry in the 2020 class, uh, probably the one of the last offensive linemen you would expect Michigan to take in the 2020 class. He's a another high four-star guy out in Colorado. Um, BYU is heavily in front of the crystal ball for Andrew Gentry right now, but to me at least, I. You've seen crystal balls flow in from him over the last several months, and he still hasn't committed to BYU. It seems like he's pretty open to at least exploring a little bit more, even though it, it, even if BYU is the top school for him and it's his top choice at this moment, he's still coming out on his official visit to see Michigan take on Notre Dame and at least giving Michigan a sliver of a chance to 
get probably their final 2020 offensive lineman because they've already got a few guys already committed. He'd probably be the last one, but it would be a big fish to land for sure. Yeah, I think it's interesting that he still hasn't committed to BYU, given that he's been the, you know, such they've been the longtime favorites. Um, I think the longer it goes on, the better Michigan's chances get. And this seems to be kind of the last shot they get. So if he ends up committing soon after or, you know, a bunch of crystal balls come in, then it'll be a good sign. But if it's still status quo, then I think there's not much else that the staff could do. Um, but, yeah, he'll, he'd will he be great. He wouldn't count against the scholarship count for this year, which is nice. They can stash him away until 2022 when he comes back from his two-year mission trip. So that'll be a nice surprise to come back to. Um, but, yeah, they can – Land, if they could land him, that'd be great. That'd be another top 100 guy um, in the class. He'd be the top ranked commit in 2020. Yeah, let's let's go through some of these commits in the 2020 class that are going to be on campus as well. You've got AJ Henning, the top ranked recruit in the class, wide receiver, uh, top 100 guy. Brain McGregor was going to, but because of his unfortunate high school injury, uh, that's going to keep him out for the rest of the season. He's not going to be able to make it as he recovers. Uh, torn MCL, PCL, I think, uh, is, is the official diagnosis there. At least it was reported. Um, Aaron Lewis is going to be on campus as well, a 2020 commit a defensive end. And then uh, I believe Amon Dennis is going to be on campus as well. Is that right, John? Uh, yeah, that's what uh, I have down. Um, Dennis has been pretty good this season. He's having a really great year, so it's good that we yeah. get back up on campus. He's a threat to score whenever he gets the ball running, passing, uh, on a kickoff return. He's got like three kickoff returns already for touchdowns this season. So I really like him, and I want him to uh, stay in the class for sure. He's Yeah, man, he's he's an electric prospect. He You can line him up pretty much anywhere, slot receiver, running back, put him wherever. And as, as long as you get the ball in his hands, he could probably make a big play happen. So I, I'm with you. I, I do like his film and what he's been doing during his uh, senior year there. Uh, he's going to be a, a nice addition once he gets in Ann Arbor, kind of the Mike Sanders still of this class. He can kind of line him up and just watch him fly pretty much. But, and, and then you would imagine the guys, Andre Selden and, and uh, Cornell Wheeler, the in-state guys that are committed, you would imagine that they would be on campus as well. So getting them on campus to, uh, hopefully reel in some of these uh, remaining prospects in the 2020 class and uh, maybe advance the, the the thought for these 2021 guys would be pretty nice. And really the last 2020 guy uh, left on Michigan's board, big time at least, that is going to be on campus this weekend is Theo Johnson. We've talked about him ad nauseum. He, four-star tight end, top 100 guy. It's down in Michigan, Penn State, Iowa, and Georgia. At this point, it seems more likely that it's a Michigan and Penn State battle than it is a Michigan and whoever else battle or Penn State and whoever else battle. But these schools have pretty much been the top two for him for a long time, at, at, at least reportedly, and it, it, it just seems like it's that way. So he saw Penn State win last weekend. Hopefully he can see Michigan win this weekend and uh, hopefully put Michigan ahead there in this recruitment because – you would imagine that there would probably be a decommitment at some point in this 2020 class. It's just bound to happen. And at this point, it seems like Nick Patterson may be the guy that, that would decommit. So if you're able to to reel in a big-time prospect at tight end 
filling in for a tight end that de- that decommits and goes elsewhere, uh, that would be a good trade-off for sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah, like you said, there's not much else to say about Johnson. He keeps it close to the vest, and I don't think he knows where he's going at all. So um, we'll see. Uh, that's going to keep going for a, a while, I think. Um, the last 2020 guy that's on the on, slated to make a visit is uh, Jalen Harrell, the four-star defensive end. Um, this will be an official visit for him. It's, he's a new name that hasn't been talked about much with Michigan, um, which is nice to see because 2020 has mostly been the same guys for a couple months now. Um, you know, the Florida schools are recruiting him the most, Florida State, Miami. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how well Michigan can, uh, you know, pull him away from home. But he's 6'4", 235, um, kind of an outside linebacker, defensive end hybrid in the form of Josh Uche, which is a good pitch to have as always. Um, so I think they can definitely, you know, move up a bit in his recruitment. We'll see how far following the visit. But, yeah, it's just good to see them get this four-star D-end guy on, on campus, you know, especially after not hearing about him for a while. Yeah, being being in that realm of potentially being a Josh Uche guy is always always a good pitch because that guy is a beast. And I, I don't know if you watched any of the game over the weekend, but they had Uche on one play covering KJ Hamler deep, yeah. and it, it was it, it was something to see live and see that play play out was was incredible. Seeing Uche keep up with him and not only just keep up with him, but have a pass be defended as well. That was that was quite the play from Uche. But uh, yeah, being in that realm is always a good pitch. Uh, Florida and Florida State have the two crystal balls right now. It's split right down the middle, fifty fifty. So. It doesn't really seem like anyone knows what he's going to be doing or where his head's at. So getting him on campus to get these Florida defenders on campus. And they've got – this kid's got some good good talent, good offers as well. He's a four-star guy. And uh, in my opinion, it, I feel like Michigan could round out its class by using a couple more offensive guys. But if they want to go defense heavy, that I mean, whatever works for them. If they think that he could be the next Uche, then go for it. You, you could you could take as many Uches as you want in any class, period. Um, you know, those guys don't grow on trees. So uh, let, let's go to a couple more 2021 guys here, John. Um, probably one of the more intriguing offensive linemen, uh, Cullen Montgomery. He's from Texas. He's a three-star at the moment. But if you look at his offer list, it doesn't look like he's a three-star. He's got offers from Michigan. Ohio State, Alabama, Oklahoma, Texas A&M, Georgia, Nebraska. I mean, pretty much just all over the place. This this kid's quite the intriguing prospect. And quite honestly, I could probably see him playing left tackle, right tackle, somewhere on the interior. He he seems like a pretty versatile guy. Yeah, I think he's a, definitely an intriguing prospect that has a lot of uh, schools going after them. This is his will be his second visit to campus, which is big for a Texas prospect to get up to Michigan twice already yeah. um, early in his recruitment. So clearly he connects with Ed Warner. Um, but yeah, this will be a battle from a bunch of the other top schools in the country. He reminds me like his offer list and ranking remind me of Noah Josie, the t- uh, guard from Tennessee who visited a couple weeks ago, who mm-hmm. has a similar offer list from everybody, but the ranking really hasn't caught up yet. So 
I think we'll, we'll see him rise in the rankings as the uh, cycle goes on. But yeah, another good guy that Ed Warner got in on early. And, you know, he's really good at getting guys up for visits, and it's paying off. Yeah, they offered him back in March. And it to me, just looking at it, it, it looks like Texas A&M is probably out in front right now, one of the hometown schools of his. He, he got that offer after the Michigan offer in June uh, during one of his uh, unofficial visits there. And this fall, he's visited Texas A&M twice. Um, so it seems like they're probably one of the top schools for him at the moment, just looking at the offers and where he's visited. Um, so, But, yeah, you make a great point. Getting a Texas kid up to Michigan, especially during this time of year when it's super cold, um, you know, could probably go a long way in, in getting him more interested if uh, the cold weather doesn't sway him to stay down south. So that would be nice to, to – um, or it will be nice, I should say, to get a kid like him on campus and see what it's really like to uh, see a Michigan game during the fall and, and probably not during the, the nicest of weather as well. But another really intriguing prospect to me in this 2021 class, John, is Jack Hollifield. They got him listed as a tight end and a linebacker on 24-7. It, it yeah. seems like they're recruiting him at linebacker, but at this point I'm not really sure. I think Don Brown was going after him, or, uh, and it looks like Chris Partridge is the main recruiter right now. Uh, but he's from Shelby, North Carolina. All the crystal balls right now are in favor of Virginia Tech, but he's another four-star guy. Uh yeah, it'll be interesting to see where they actually like go after him, what position-wise. But uh, yeah, that's intriguing guy. You're right. That linebacker is where they want Hollyfield. Um, his older brother, Dax Hollyfield, was a um, big guy last cycle that ended up going to Virginia Tech. So that's why all the crystal balls are in there for the Hokies. Um, and I think he was on the defensive side of the ball as well. Um, but yeah, he's an intriguing guy for sure. Um, pretty big hitter, inside linebacker guy. Um, that's another good position that uh, Michigan could show production at. Um, they've been go- going after that, you know, coastal Virginia, Carolina's region a little bit harder this uh, cycle and next cycle. So we'll uh, see where he goes. Um, you know, 6'3", 225, that's good size um, for, you know, middle of the the uh, field thumper. So he's the only Michigan's the only other school besides Virginia Tech listed as warm right now on his profile, um, which is a good sign. Um, I think they can have a good shot here, but, you know, it's just going to be overcoming the chance to, you know, play with his brother at Virginia Tech. Yeah, I'm sure that's always quite the pull to be able to play with, uh, you know, someone that you're related to. Uh, Always interesting there. But uh, 2021, moving forward here, Roddy McGraw is a guy that has seen Michigan play football pretty much every week this uh, season it's it seems like uh, he visited Penn State this last weekend he visited Wisconsin mm-hmm. when uh, Michigan played them he's been to the big house already uh, for a game and he's going to be visiting again this weekend and it sounds like he's going to be visiting again for the Michigan State weekend as well so he's just getting all of the Michigan games in at this point and it seems like a decision could be coming pretty soon and in my opinion, it seems like Michigan's out in front in this one. Yeah, definitely. He's like you said; he's been on campus a bunch of times. He he was planned even to be uh, in Ann Arbor more than once already, but had to cancel because of a postponed game. 
So yeah, I saw that you know an article of him visiting again, uh, planning to visit again, and I thought it was going to be for the Michigan State game, just another rehash of that. But it's him tr- coming out for Notre Dame, so can't get enough of Michigan. Um, I probably the best shot at a commit watch um, this weekend, just because of how many times he's been there. Um, yeah, he's really long. Um, on the defensive line, his his uh, highlights are pretty interesting. He just gets right to the quarterback as soon as he can. He'll he'll take. He's a little bit of a developmental guy to get his technique right, but he's definitely got all the tools there um, at the DN spot. He's definitely a, a good mold of clay for uh, Sean Nua to to work with. I think it'll be a good start on the D line for twenty twenty one. Yeah, like you said, he's a really long guy. He's listed at six five two twenty three. You can just tell in that profile photo of his that he's got some long lengthy arms. Uh, he's from Elkhart, Indiana. So it, it'll be interesting to see where this recruitment goes because he's been pretty much just bouncing back and forth between Big Ten schools. Uh, Visit-wise, he visited Ohio State as well for their game against Michigan State a few weeks back. So he's, he's got some interest from, I mean, pretty much all the big-time Big Ten schools. So it'll be interesting to see where that goes. But I agree, if there's going to be one guy on commitment watch, it's probably him, um, and he's listed as a four-star guy right now, uh, number 18 weak side defensive end, number 308 total, so this would be another nice addition to uh, the 2021 class who's already got uh, two big-time commits there. But another line, linebacker here visiting in 2021, Brian Sanborn. Uh, he's from Illinois. Uh, he's got three crystal balls right now to Wisconsin. Another guy that we haven't really talked a whole lot about and another guy that I don't think we'll probably talk too much about moving forward. It seems like Wisconsin's probably uh, the top spot here for him. Um, but I, I don't know. Maybe maybe you get him on campus and maybe you sway his interest a little bit. He's another uh, uh, you know big-time inside linebacker uh, or big big linebacker, I should say, 6'2", 210. Um, so definitely not in the mold of, of a Devin Bush by any means. No, he, he was, um, he was also at Wisconsin for the Michigan Wisconsin game. And that's when all the crystal balls came in for him, understandably. So he definitely got a good view of, of Wisconsin, maybe not a great one in Michigan, but I do think it says something that pretty soon after that game, he scheduled a visit to Michigan. So clearly it didn't totally count them out in his eyes. So we could, you know, he's someone definitely to monitor um, going forward. But like you said, I don't know how much we'll hear about him, especially because I think after taking five linebacker type guys in 2020, Michigan's going to be a little bit more selective with who they take in the 2021 class. So we'll see. We will certainly see. Um, Rounding out here with 2021, uh, Marquise Irving, a running back, 5'10", 175. He's also an Illinois native. Uh, you know, his recruitment hasn't really taken off too much yet. He's got a few nice offers here from Wisconsin, Michigan, Michigan State, Nebraska, Minnesota, um, you know, a few other Big Ten schools here, a few MAC schools, uh, a few other regional schools for him. So um, it'll be interesting to see where his development uh, is here uh, in high school with his junior season now in full swing and, and, um, I don't know. To me, probably not a guy that we'll talk a lot about, especially considering the other running backs that Michigan is in on in this 2021 class, most notably Donovan Edwards, in-state guy, four-star, and then Corey Kiner, 
another four-star. He's from Ohio. Um, but could be a nice third or fourth option for Michigan if those two uh, other guys decide to go somewhere else. Yeah, I'm always going to pay attention when Wisconsin offers <laughs> a running back, especially this early yeah. for them. So, you know, definitely not one to count out. But Michigan offered 10 days ago, and he's he already immediately scheduled the visit. So I think they're probably his best offer, Which so that makes sense that he's, you know, excited for uh, to see what Michigan has to offer. But, uh, yeah, we'll see where it goes. He seems like a guy who might stick in the Big Ten West. Um, you know, he's got all the offers, Purdue. Wisconsin, like you said, Illinois. So um, we'll see where it goes. But Michigan's done well in Illinois the last few cycles and even 2021 with McCarthy. So they're always going to be in contention for these guys. And let's go to 2022 real quick just to talk about Michael Williams, who's going to be on campus. He's from West Bloomfield. Already a pretty big kid uh, for the 2022 class. 6'3", 220. Outside linebacker he's listed at. No, No crystal balls at this point. Uh, but Michigan's already offered him. He's got a couple other offers, one from Maryland, uh, West Virginia. CMU is in there. Um, but, yeah, it could be another big-time in-state prospect uh, when it's all said and done for the 2022 class. Yeah, he's been on campus before. He plans on being on campus again after Notre Dame. Um, West Bloomfield's turning into a nice pipeline for Michigan talent. It would be even better with Donovan Edwards next year. Um, but they've already got Cornell Wheeler and Makari Page in 2020. Um, you know, hopefully they can keep it rolling. But yeah, like you said, already 6'3", 220 as a sophomore. We'll see how big he grows um, in the next couple of years and how that affects, you know, what position he plays and his ranking. But uh, he's an intriguing one to keep an eye on. And I think that's about everybody. Did I miss anybody, John? Uh, no, I think that's everyone. I've The one basketball guy that I have is Christian Lander, who is... Uh, in 2021 class, he's the number one point guard, 12 overall. He's got two out of the three crystal balls for Michigan already um, versus home state Indiana, which is, you know, a good, would be a huge win since the Hoosiers kind of run that state. So, yeah, have, having Lander in the fold would be another huge win for um, Jawan Howard. I think I don't think this is an official, but he could be t- – I think he does have plans for a Michigan official soon. Um, so, yeah. That'll be another big one to monitor going ahead. Um, I'm not sure what his timeline is. He's obviously got, you know, a couple, a few more months before he has to make a decision. But yeah, that'd be an awesome, awesome guy to add to the fold. Yeah, he's got a lot of time too. He's he's in the 2021 class, but he's the number one point guard. So being able to get him uh, would be really nice for Jawan Howard. I mean, Jawan Howard's already doing a great job recruiting wise so far obviously landing Isaiah Todd who we t- already talked about but being able to get a guy like Christian Lander number one point guard pull him away from Indiana that would be a huge win for Michigan basketball recruiting there so we'll just have to wait and see I think he visited Louisville recently too so um and he got the offer from Tennessee over the summer and he's got a few other uh really nice offers there so we'll just have to monitor that wait and see where it all goes but I think that's about everybody now John um, it should be a really interesting weekend and I'm sure that we'll talk about it next week on the podcast. Um, you know, just the reactions from, from the Notre Dame visit weekend and we got a lot of big time prospects coming in on campus. So it'll be uh, certainly interesting to see how this all plays out for, for Jim Harbaugh and Juwan Howard as well. Um, so exciting times here with, uh, all the big time home games coming up. So 
definitely stick around for the podcast. We'll uh, uh, go through all of those when the time comes. But that's going to do it for us today. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Vaughn underscore Lozon. And, John, where can they find you at on Twitter? At Simmons underscore John. And be sure to like us on Facebook and Instagram. Follow us on Twitter at Maze and Brew. Find our podcasts everywhere, pretty much. Apple, Google, Spotify, pretty much wherever you get your podcasts. And if you don't see it on your favorite podcast network, uh, tell us, and we will try to get it on there as soon as we can. Uh, we will be back tomorrow with Out of the Blue on the podcast network here. Jared and Andrew will go through the Penn State game and preview the Notre Dame game. Uh, but until then, uh, we will be back next week with another recruiting podcast here. Uh, for John, I am Vaughn, and we'll be back next week, and go Blue.